Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. Swiss cotton underpants. I'm gonna drown, sir. Come on, we'll get the time of death from autopsy. Please, come on, man. It ain't worth it. You are crazy. Come on. <laughs> the good news, Terrence, is I'll okay you to return to full duty. The bad news is that you'll be experiencing moderate to severe back pain. Recognition of his leadership and tenacity, Lieutenant Terrence McDonough. This is who we're looking for. His name is Donald Godshaw. You up to this? Why wouldn't I be? Still have problems with your back. You take medication for it? Only what the doctor prescribes. <sighs> Got any illegal substances on you? Everything I learned from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we are finishing off Nick August Cage. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. What was I talking about? <laughs> oh, yes. I, don't know. I was out there for a second. Uh, with 2009's Bad Lieutenant. Wait. Col- colon. <laughs> Port of Call. Colon. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm already mispronouncing it. The Bad Lieutenant. Yes, yes. <laughs> Port of Call, Colden, New Orleans, or something like that. <laughs> Not to be confused with Bad Lieutenant. More on that later. Ah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but first. Oh, babe, babe are parched. you feeling parched? A little bit. Is this dry desert air? Is this dry in UA? Yeah, you know, just all that dry, desolate climate of New Orleans. Just. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we have from Salt Lake City, Utah, Salt Fire Brewing Company, Dirty Chai Stout for a dirty cap. Nice. <laughs> a spiced coffee stout. Get woke. 6.7% <laughs> alcohol by volume. Perfectly not too sweet, this dirty chest stout is every coffee and beer lover's dream in one highly drinkable beer. Dark and creamy, our stout sings with the addition of Indian chai spices and roasted coffee from blue 
copper coffee here in Salt Lake City. You find the you'll find this beer complex and comforting, like hearing your first sitar. Drink up. Brewed and bottled by Salt Fire Brewing Company, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. And I'm gonna pop my top. Ah, my top. Nice. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Do you want to hit? Yeah, I want to hit. <laughs> Steve, do you do you only take what's prescribed by the doctor? Yeah. Look, 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 look. In the pour. Yeah. Mm. It's a beautiful dark stout. It's got a nice medium khaki colored head. Lots of tiny bubbles. Oh, wow. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You'd smell the coffee on it. You smell the roasty. Yeah, it smells like a little bit like chicory or something on it. Yeah, the, well, because it's the cinnamon. Coffee. You can get the cinnamon, oh, cinnamon. Yeah, maybe yeah, a little yeah, bit of the cardamom. Sense. Yeah. Steve's going in for the sip. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, like cinnamon, like mm-hmm. a little bit of ginger or something in it, too. Like it's... Yeah, so chai usually has cinnamon, allspice, I think allspice, cinnamon, ginger, clove, cardamom, something else. But yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, does it say here? Contains? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Chai spices ginger, black pepper, cinnamon, green cardamom, nutmeg, and clove. There we go. Hey, all right. Yeah. Mm. Salt Fire Brewery. Also, fun fact the word chai means tea in Indian, so chai tea just means tea tea. Tea tea. Tea tea. Nice. <laughs> well, babe. Steve. This movie. <gasps> this movie. Uh, this movie deserves a special shout out to one of our longtime Patreon members, oh, yeah. Ruben of Ruben and Erica. Woo! As it comes from one of his favorite directors. Who are they, Steve? Werner Herzog. Oh, shit. He's one of the, probably the only person I know that has like every Werner Herzog movie. Oh, and yeah. I think it may be because he's, you know, he's from Germany. Wait, what? Also, yeah, well, yes. The, the yes. seven foot tall Viking guy? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, oddly enough. Uh, but yes, uh, for those of you who don't know who Werner Herzog is, um, if you've ever seen the movie Jack Reacher, he's the Zek. Yeah. And, and I, if you haven't seen Jack Reacher, go watch it. Go watch it just for the, this, the one, one scene he's in. Well, I guess he's towards the end too, but yeah. And I feel like that's him every day of his life. <laughs> just a bit. He's almost got that, uh, like the the Henry Kissinger kind of delivery, but with the German <laughs> accent. It's very, uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, but he's also the director of uh, Nosferatu the Vampire, a uh, bunch of documentaries, uh, Wild Blue Yonder, I think he's one he's famous for, and that uh, Lo and Behold, Reveries of the Connected World. Mm. Um, but this movie was also written <laughs> by uh, William M. Finkelstein. Who's he, Steve? That's a great question. Uh, let's see. Basically, he's written like 11 episodes of Cop Rock, uh, f- 54 episodes of L.A. Law, Ooh. 8 episodes of Murder One, 22 of Brooklyn South, 3 of Law and Order, 5 of NYPD Blue, 18 of Justice Kalb Al-Wadala, which I assume is on the Al Jazeera network or something, and 6 episodes of The Good Fight. Uh, and this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I think it was like a, a, a very special episode of NYPD Blue that they turned into a movie. Yeah. <laughs> but who gives a shit about them? Because we're here for Nicolas Cage as yeah. Lute- Sergeant slash Lieutenant uh, Terrence McDonough. So he, in the very first scene, he's a sergeant. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then after he gets his in, his injury and his combat comes back to duty, he be, he's promoted to lieutenant. That makes sense. And then, spoiler alert, there may be another ceremony at the end. But this cast, babe, there's yeah. Eva Mendez as the love interest, which oh, I'm in. Oh, yeah. Val Kilmer, briefly, as Stevie. Oh, Good name. shit. Exhibit. Faruja Bulk. Jennifer Coolidge, a.k.a. Stifler's mom. Brad Dorif. <laughs> Denzel Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, the love child of Forrest Whitaker and Denzel Washington. Finally, he's getting a shot in this world. When is a black man going to get a shot in the acting game, Steve? Well, come on, he was in Black Panther too. Anyway. With a name like Denzel Whitaker, he doesn't even <laughs> chance a, stand a chance in this industry. Denzel X. That's like the only way. <laughs> no. Uh, Shea Wiggum. My- Michael Shannon shows up for like two scenes. I assume and he, he doesn't even dance. 
He doesn't dance. It's, he's not the one from Gamer? No. No, never mind. Cut that out, future Steve. That's uh, Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall. Yeah, you're thinking Dexter, right? I was thinking Dexter. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they do cut... They could be brothers. I'm, I'm sorry, not going to lie. I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I just sort of swapped them in my yeah, head a little bit. I just never made that connection before. But yeah, Michael C. Hall you're and Michael Sheen. Ta- <laughs> you're talking to the girl who thought the Crest Man was Captain Planet. All right. So the movie starts out. <laughs> and it starts out with the Bad Lieutenant, which, okay, I'm in. Like the Ohio State University. Did you hear they're trying to trademark the word the? Or they, the? The. The. Ohio State can eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I assume they're like Starfire from uh, Teen Titans and just overusing that word. <laughs> trying to capitalize on it. You uh, must use the compassion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. You know, we just see yeah, what you would expect. Just Nicolas Cage and Val Kilmer wandering around a prison. Or, yeah. or it's like a like a police precinct or something right like it's just like a holding cell yeah it's the jail yeah yeah just like the jail oh that's right they're cleaning out the locker for uh the one guy uh well it's after it's post katrina so they're like kind of going through and just they're walking through the torn up locker room and they're complaining about everybody who blew town because of katrina and yeah. they aren't coming back and have their pussies oh yeah that's like, what they were doing oh yeah they, i think they were like locking up yeah <laughs> quote unquote and shane, they're like oh yeah shane said uh, he wants us to clear out his locker he's probably got dirty pictures of his wife in there or something <laughs> and they open up his locker and what's in there oh, dirty pictures of his wife hey yeah yeah, these are nice. I'm just going to pocket these. Do, 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 do. Oh, no, his name's Duffy because then we get the, the incredible line, Fuck Duffy! Fuck them all! <laughs> Fuck all of them! Yeah. Um, but then they hear a noise in the holding cell and they go and there's a guy named Chavez. Um, I think they were kind of looking for him too because they're like, oh, yeah, he wasn't on any of the transfer things, so we just got to make sure he's the corpse or something in here. Uh, but he's alive, but the water's rising. Ooh. And uh, he's like, oh, come on, man, get me out of here. You gotta be good. You're, you're a cops, right? You gotta help me. And that's where we got Nicolas Cage saying, I'm not jumping in there for you. I got $55 Swiss underpants on. You got, no, $55. Is that what it's Swiss said? cotton underpants. Yeah, because yeah. then uh, Valkyrie's like, you pay $55 for underpants? They were a gift. Yeah, a gift, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Nicolas Cage uh, dives in to save him. <laughs> Cut to black. <laughs> uh apparently and then we like go to a hospital where he's being diagnosed with the back pain um i assume just from jumping in maybe it was shallower than he thought like it was only like a foot deep or something because because they were up on like a like a mezzanine or something jumping yeah why didn't he just go over to the stairs (laughs) plot um (laughs) pretty much and then you it it fades to black as well kilmer's like hey dude are you all right (laughs) yeah right (laughs) oh dude you okay <laughs> but uh then we cut to like a, a big ceremony where he's getting promoted to lieutenant um but yeah he's got the the back pain he's got to take pills for uh then we cut to six months later already <gasps> jumping around in time and uh, he shows up at the scene of the house uh probably in, like the ninth ward or something um and there were four people killed there execution style it's just kind of wandering around the scene everybody's like yeah, no, nobody really knows what happens. Nobody wants to talk. But yeah, there looks like a like a Haitian family just pop, pop, pop. Oh, that's right. Then we get like one of our uh, our previous episodes. We get Nicolas Cage reading poetry. Yeah. Uh, he stumbles upon. Uh, he goes in like a kid's room where there's you know a dead kid, but on on like his table is like poetry, <laughs> a little poem about his. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, his, his fish. fish, his, his fish. fish. That's right. That's right, you, and you told me you had a uh, a story about a little bait of fish in Detroit. I did no, not in Detroit, in California. Oh, oh. But uh, one of my first like real growing up jobs, quote unquote, was working in a pet shop, and it was in a little strip mall. We would go through security guards pretty quickly, but the one who ended up being there the longest was this really sweet guy. I don't know what country in Africa he was from, but he had a very thick accent. He'd only been here. Not very long. This was his first, like, a U.S. American job. And he would come in and he would tell me about how he was always... He would call me Miss Easy. Miss Easy. Miss Easy. Easy. He would tell me about all the animals he had when he was back home and how he lived in a tiny little studio apartment and couldn't have any pets. Um, but hey, what kind of animals did he have back home? 
Sorry. Oh, yeah. he he had they had like dogs and goats and chickens. Oh, okay. and stuff. Oh, was it Africa? I don't know. He yeah, might, he might have had some. Maybe. I don't know. A copy don't know. or something. Yeah, no, <laughs> not quite. No, no. But uh, so one day he decides he uh, he decided he could have a fish, but he was like, no, the the I'm not gonna do his accent. Any no, justice. no, please do. No, no. I uh, was just like, no, but fish are boring, and da, 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 da. And I was like, no, no, you should get a betta fish. You can afford it. They're they have tons of personality, all of that. So the next paycheck rolls around. I got him all set up in like a bigger tank than he thought he wanted. And I was like, no, 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 Delmer's personality. We picked him out a really big, bright, beautiful guy. And the very next shift he comes in and he was just like, oh, Miss Easy, Miss Easy. It's not a fish. It's a dog. It's a dog who swims in the water. He greets me in the morning. I didn't know fish could talk to you, but he says hello every morning. (laughs) And he just, he, for like the next like 11 months, Every time he would come in, he would, had no idea that a fish could be, like, so much entertainment. It always made me so happy. He loved it. He loved his beta. I never would have guessed a, a fish would be able to talk. I know. Even after watching Mr. Lippet, like, a dozen times. You need to watch a fish named Wanda once again. I don't think there's a Don't question fish me on this. One. I'm not even sure there's a fish in that movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, was Jamie Lee Curtis a fish the whole time? Is this Flash we're talking about now? No. I mean, technically, aren't girls fish? No. <laughs> uh, plenty of fish in the sea. Yep, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? Oh, yeah, back in New Orleans. Uh, so, yeah, Nick Gage, after going checking out the scene, he goes to his apartment. Um, well, I guess he goes to his girlfriend's apartment, uh, played mm-hmm. by Ava Mendez. Yeah. Oh. What's her job, Steve? Um, she appears to be a lady of the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like... How is Nicolas Cage and Eva Mendes together? And I'm like, oh yeah, drugs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they will talk. And, you know, it's like, oh, I've missed you. Blah blah blah. Cut to uh, Nicolas Cage has to get his uh, prescription read up at the pharmacy. <laughs> and uh, how does that enter? Add that situation go. Oh my god, uh, they don't have it ready for him when he gets there, and so he's screaming at him that he's a police officer and he's got to get back to, on duty. So does he pull his gun out? No, yeah, yeah, he. Uh, so he goes there and uh, like he's waiting there for like I think he says like fifteen or twenty minutes, and uh, you know the the lady behind the counter is like on the phone talking to somebody like mm. on her cell phone, yeah, and she's like, "I'll be with you in a minute." And he's and he just fucking snaps and like just goes back uh, behind yep. the wall like sir you can't be behind the counter he's like no this is it right here here's <laughs> here's twenty dollars keep the change blah 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 like security security <laughs> and, and, and the security guy's like what are you doing back there you know you can't be back there and he's like I'm a cop and he's like flashing his badge and showing yep. his gun and all that shit <laughs> and then I yeah I think he just goes straight from there to uh, interrogation of. Um, I forget who he's interrogating, but basically with the, the four executed people, they're like, oh yeah, that's uh, big fates territory. So everybody knows it's him. And, um, you know, he's got his known accomplices. Uh, fuck, I forget their names. It's like, oh yeah, it's uh, G and midget. <laughs> and I was really hoping he would be a midget. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's like five, two. That's yeah. well. And then the scene right before that, there is an actual little person like hustling on the there street. There is. I know. I, I was, was hoping, hoping that was going to be, gonna be midget. Right. <laughs> Dude, this is this is Schrodinger's gun or whatever. You can't introduce a midget and not use the midget. Right. I'm sorry, little person. We find out Big Fade is played by Peter Dinklage. No wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Big Fate Big Fate's actually played by um notorious car pimper exhibit, if you uh, are familiar with his work. Car pimper. Or ride pimper. Ride pimper. That's it. <laughs> Get a little cameo from Michael Shannon as the inventory guy I have written down. Uh, basically, he handles the, the police inventory. So he's concerned now because uh, he's talking to Nick Cage and he's like, they're putting security cameras around. So I can't uh, can't cover for all the missing drugs I've been giving you. <laughs> they're, um, they're putting cameras in and, and they, they actually are weighing stuff now. <laughs> all right all right i'll uh, i'll figure it out just just don't fucking narc on me all right like, i don't know man i i just can't do it anymore all right so then we cut to uh nicholas cage staking out a place called gators retreat Woo! and he sees a couple coming out of there and they head towards the parking lot and he follows oh, yeah? right behind him in the yeah. car <gasps> hey, what happens 
oh, well, he, uh, he pulls, he, before they get into the car, he asks them to step against the wall because they've been seen passing drugs. What does that mean? We never find out, but they're passing drugs. Oh, just passing drugs. It's, just passing drugs. Yeah, skaters retreats like a dance club or something. Yeah, so, yeah passing coming drugs. So uh, he has to see all their narcotics. And then uh, obviously the lady is a lady of the night. She offers, well, she offers him a hit off she his... She may just be a girl who knows how to have oh, a no, good time. Oh, no, she's definitely a lady of the night. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He offer, she offers him a hit off her crack pipe, and yep. he takes it. The guy is losing his shit, as he should. What uh, What else does he take from this lady? Oh, uh, her good name? <laughs> now, I think it was supposed to be a hand job, but... It was a very close hand job. Oh no, her her skirt gets lifted up and she has a bare oh, butt it? at one point. She's fucking him. Oh, okay. Yeah, she fucks oh, him okay, on good. the other guy's car in front of him. And yeah. then when the other guy tries to leave, Nicolas Cage holds him at gunpoint. Oh, yeah. He's like, you're oh. going to fucking watch. Oh, oh, not just that. He shoots off a couple of rounds and he's like, yeah, yeah, over here and watch. <laughs> and then, yeah, basically it's a fade to black right, yeah. right after he starts walking back over. <laughs> I assume that had to be cut for the American release. Woo! <laughs> Here's a finish. Um, so then after that, uh, that's right, he also found like a little thing of coke or whatever yep. um, in her bag. He's like, I'm, I'm yeah. confiscating this. And then he's like, mm-hmm. she, what, you want to hit? And like, oh, okay, yeah, blah, blah. But then he reali- he started snorting it like on the ride back to his apartment. And he's like, oh, shit, I just snorted heroin. <laughs> oh, shit. So now he has to go see, go to back to his girlfriend's apartment mm-hmm. while, you know, she's with a customer. Yeah, because he's, um, he's got to get the coke he gave her back. That's right. He's got to take some of that because he's got to be to work in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you snort the heroin and shoot the coke and you're just all mixed up. Yeah, that's right. They go to the funeral uh, for the four dead people and there's a lady there like, you got to help them. You got to help defend them. You got to bring them to jail. Yeah, they, they murdered like seven people in her family. Yeah, yeah. And... Somehow the trail leads to uh, somebody in assisted living because I forget, somebody says something like, you know, this kid might have been over there, but no one's found him. He's been gone for a couple days and he wasn't among the dead, so he might be on the run. And so they go to his mom who, like, works at an assisted living place. Apparently they're there on, he's there on haircut day uh, mm-hmm. because the lady he's interrogating is uh, giving, you know, an old, white, an old white lady, like a, like a mint julep drinker type, <laughs> uh, a haircut. Basically, Nick Cage starts getting a little aggressive, and then uh, her grandson, who's the kid who's looking for the played by uh, mm-hmm. Denzel and Forrest's love child, Denzel Whitaker. Yeah, uh, he steps out, and he's basically like, "I didn't, I, I didn't see, uh, I, I didn't see big fake kill anybody." Or, you know? Yeah, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> he's like, uh, okay, I gotta take you into protective custody now, my friend. So yeah, yeah. so I guess he's gonna testify. He's taken into custody. Yeah, that's right. The kid says, oh yeah, it was Big Fate. And they're like, all right, well, Big Fate's lawyered up, so we got to go after his associates. And that's yeah. when we find out about G and Midget. And to get G, they like raid that duplex where it's like they mm-hmm. go to the neighbor's house and like walk yep. around the back. And it's actually a pretty cool little scene. Yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Cage uh, gets everybody out without shooting off any, without shooting anybody because uh, Vel Kilmer's ready to fucking shoot. Oh, yeah. He's ready to go in guns blazing. He had the full SWAT team like, oh, yeah. at the front door and Nick Cage's like, wait, let me try this. And he like, goes next door, walks around <laughs> the back and it just, uh, I don't know, G must have not been paying attention or he must have still been sleepy or something because Nick Cage <laughs> like walked right up on him and he yep. wasn't being particularly Oh, he, he was watching the front door. Oh yeah, he was watching the front but still, yeah. it's you know, you yeah, he's not especially sober, an old house in New Orleans, you hear creaks in the yeah, floor. Yeah, but he's not sober. Yeah, probably, yeah, see? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they interrogate him and he's like, I don't know no big fate. And like, all right, well, shit, that's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the first meeting of Nicolas Cage with his uh his bookie, uh played by Brad Dorif. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where you were so fixated on the neon sign that said red beans, and you're like, "I just want the sign that says that. red beans. I want the sign. <laughs> it's all it says. Nothing else. Just yeah. red beans." Yeah, they're they're at like some some uh, sports bar, basically. Sports bar, yeah. Yeah, and you know, there's like, uh, you know, the 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 like typical signs that say like beer <laughs> or you know, there's like a mirror up or something. But yeah, red beans and neon lights, and it's like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Got to get one of those. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to an accident where there's Gator Roadkill and a car flipped the fuck over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. His bookie wanted, uh, you know, he 
Nicholas Cage is a couple grand behind. He's you know doesn't have the money, and so his bookie's like, all right, well my my niece has like uh, some parking tickets in uh, Jefferson Jefferson Parish or something. If you could talk to the guy, you know maybe get those waived or reduced or something. You know I could probably wait another week or two. He's like, all right, cool. <laughs> and yeah, he's at this uh, Gator Road kill scene where this car apparently hit a gator and did like four fucking flips and like. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's oh, they bad. did. Uh, but he uh, goes up to like the the I don't know Louisiana State Police guy or whatever mm-hmm. and like, hey, you know you know this ticket like yeah yeah they were going like forty over the limit like yeah if you could just like not do that that'd be sweet and he's like yeah can you dismiss this because you're like you're the cop on either end of it both the issuing and the something or another so yeah. if you could just uh clear this it'd be all good now you yeah. do the cop are you asking me to break the law no no just doing a favor for a friend you know something like that i get it you're trying to get me to break the law because you're <laughs> You're a dirty cop or something no, like that. No, no, no. I just want to do a favor for friend. You know, Listen here, you son community. of a bitch. You take your ass back to the city. Around in this parish, hold we respect on, the law. Hold on, What's oh. going on over here? Wait. <laughs> don't I know you from the craft? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. But now I'm a southern cop. Wait, you look like that girl from Return to Oz. You know what? How about you go over there and go investigate that gator? I'm going to talk to my friend, the lieutenant yeah, here. Yeah, you talk to your friend. I, he's a lieutenant. You show some respect. <clears throat> and away i go (laughs) officer cage i'm gonna fuck you and i'll help maybe i can help you with them tickets oh yeah don't i know you yeah a couple years ago yeah we used to bang all the time when i worked in the uh they don't let me out a whole lot i mostly work over in the uh the evidence locker you know at the evidence uh, locker you say well hello well you know maybe we could do a little favor for each other but how about you come by my place tonight okie dokie you know, they only call me when I'm short, they're shorthanded, but I do know how to party. Yeah. <laughs> that's almost exactly how that scene goes. That's <laughs> oh, that's right. We And we get the scene with the little baby gator on the side of the road looking at the corpse <laughs> of the mom. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the saddest thing ever. And it's from the point of view of the baby gator. Oh yeah. It's like, like right behind the left <laughs> eye of the baby gator. Just looking out. It's like, mama. <laughs> And then uh, what's great is for like two and a half minutes, oh, yeah. just following the baby gator running around. The first time Steve and I watched this, we were like, if the, if the next, rest of this movie follows the if skater. The next hour and a half is just the skater wandering around. I fucking am. I'm sure there's that edit somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we go back. Uh, uh, Lady Officer Ferusha Balk's apartment. Uh, where Nicolas Cage is high off his ass, just kicked back on a bed, oh. probably on painkillers or whatever. Oh, and, oh, she gives him some coke or something, too. Yeah, yeah. But in, meanwhile, she's, like, you know, got in, like, her bra and panties and, the like, her big uh, big motorcycle boots. Mm-hmm. Her, her thigh highs. Officer, I don't think you're going to be able to get get it up for me. I think you are just too high. I don't know. Maybe if you gave me a little something from the evidence locker. You seem high enough as it is. You give uh, me a little something. I'll give you a little something, baby. Okay. Well, uh, you know what? Do you uh, need some coffee or something? Yeah, that'd probably be all right. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Where am I? think I? your phone's ringing. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm supposed to be at a stakeout. <laughs> We then cut to coked up Nicolas Cage at a stakeout <laughs> with uh, yeah. with yeah Val Kilmer, uh, aka Stevie, in this movie. Uh, yeah. They're leaving at this stakeout. Uh, they're trying. I think they're trying to find Midget or Big Fate at this point. I forget which one of them. Yeah. Um, oh no, it's Midget. Midget. That's right. That's right. But Nicolas Cage keeps looking <laughs> at these iguanas on a table. Well, I, I, I'm sorry, an iguana and a bearded dragon, as I was corrected watching this movie. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck's with these iguanas? Like, what? There's no iguanas. What are you talking about? Stay, we're doing a stakeout, man. And Nicholas Cage is just staring. <laughs> and then after, I don't know, three solid minutes of Nicholas Cage staring in a wall-eyed lens at these iguanas... He then, like, oh. cuts back in and is like, all right, let's go. Oh, <laughs> the best part is only one of them's an iguana. The other one's a bearded dragon. And it's the one that they're willing to poke. They are not willing to poke that fucking iguana. I'm guessing that iguana is a mean motherfucker. 
But yeah, then after a couple of minutes, uh, Nicolas Cage like snaps back and he's like, all right, let's go. And like everybody just follows him out. Yep. I'm like, wait, that guy was staring at imaginary lizards like three seconds ago. He's also the best damn officer on the squad, Steve. Come on. <laughs> he's got seniority. Yeah. <laughs> so they follow him out and um, basically they, uh, you know, five or six cops like knocking at the front door of uh, Midget's girlfriend's house or, or baby mama's house or whatever. And they're like, all right, is he here? Uh, he's not here. He's totally hiding in the armoire. Go get him. <laughs> that motherfucker owes oh, yeah. child support. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, they go in like, oh, you won't mind if we just look around then. And they just go right back to the armoire, open it up, and he's in there. And he's like, oh, man, son of a bitch. <laughs> and then uh, Nicolas Cage is basically like, all right, I'm going to ask this guy some questions. Everybody out of the room. <laughs> and it starts, <laughs> they start lighting up. Right there, and he's asking him, like, so why did Big Fate kill these guys? Like, man, I don't know no Big Fate. Yeah, stop that bullshit. Pass the weed. All right, now why <laughs> Why is this going on? <laughs> we then cut to Stifler's mom ranting. <laughs> um, but we find out she's talking to Nicolas Cage. Um, apparently, he's Nicolas Cage's stepmom, or she is Nicolas Cage's stepmom? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, his, his dad and his stepmom, I guess, live kind of in the country like you know it's one of those like plantation looking homes out in the middle of nowhere yeah uh, but they're having issues because his dad's like uh like born again christian or something and like doesn't do any drugs doesn't drink any beer but he's the mom gets drunk oh he's an AA. just an AA? Oh, okay yeah okay. yeah nicholas cage for some reason is like oh yeah i'll take the dog the dad's not trusting the stepmom to walk the dog because no, he's drunk what all the time is, or some bullshit. No, no, no. So the dad's going to AA and all he can do is go to AA. He just lays on the couch and waits for the next meeting to start. That's yeah. all he can handle. He's too overwhelmed. Stepmom is the one who's working, bringing in a paycheck. She only drinks beer, so she's not a drunk. Yeah. But she just, she's working, she's taking care of the house, she's taking care of the dad, she can't take care of the dog too, the dad can't take care of the dog, so Nicolas Cage offers to take the dog off their hands. Mm, sorry, I was drinking just beer there while, uh, while we were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes the dog over to Ava, um, Ava, Ava Mendez, his girlfriend's apartment, um, and it's at this time he goes back to the police station and Big Fate's there. Oh shit, with, with his, his lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas Cage talks to the commissioner and commissioner's like, look, his lawyer, uh, you know, they have to know the identity of the, the witnesses being brought forth in the trial and stuff. So I you know, the kid's in protective custody, but they're going to know who he is. And Nicholas Cage is like, it's okay. I'll, I'll take care of him myself, you know? <laughs> and so then he's driving around New Orleans with the dog and the kid in his yep. car. <laughs> and, and like, where are we going? Biloxi. Biloxi's in Mississippi. Because Ava Mendez calls him and says, I had trouble with the client. Can you come pick me up? Yeah. So he's like, okay, cool. I just got a kid in protective custody and the dog I was going to bring you anyway. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll I'll be right over. Uh, So he drives to Biloxi, Mississippi. And that's where we meet this uh, this rough John played by Shea Wiggum. Uh, you, you know him. You, you've, you've seen him in movies. He's He's one of those character actor guys in like action movies. Oh, but he was such a prick in this movie. Oh, he's, like, he's such a oh, prick. Oh, you don't know who my daddy is. Oh, big mistake. Big mistake. I know people. My daddy knows people. You fucked up. You fucked up having trying to get me to pay this hooker. Oh, she wouldn't even do the stuff I wanted to. I like it. And, and of course, Amy Mendes is like, I did everything you wanted. You're just being an asshole. Big mistake. He's like, yeah, whatever. And so, like, the three... The three of them, uh, Nick Cage, his girlfriend, and the kid, they're hanging out like in the, you know, it's like a casino hotel in Biloxi. Yep. And Nick Cage goes to like check the score on a game because, you know, he's got money riding on it. Yeah. And when he comes back, the kid's gone. Like, where's the kid? Oh, he had to go to the bathroom. Oh. Okay, I'm going to go find him. Oh, shit, I can't find him. Wait, is there another bathroom out here? Fuck, he's not in there either. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, I lost this kid. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. In another state. In another state. Because I was going to help out my prostitute girlfriend. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. And it's at this point in the movie where it starts getting really good. <laughs> he goes back to the assisted living place where uh, the kid's grandma works. And uh, he starts roughing up some old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, do you remember how he, how he roughs them up? I don't remember. So 
Oh, that's he, right. He, start, yeah. he starts getting aggressive with the, the grandma. And then the, yeah. the old white lady's like, you can't talk like that to her. And so he pulls he the pulls oxygen her. tube like out of her nose. And she's like, she's <gasps> like, I'm sorry. I don't remember asking you a damn thing. Where's your grandson? Yeah. <laughs> you were going to kill her. Oh, and not only that, then he pulls out a gun and starts brandishing it. Like, you fucking yeah. tell me where your grandson is. <laughs> He, uh, Miss Old White Lady bought him a ticket to, to stay with her relatives in London. Oh. Okay. Here, you gonna have your oxygen back? Just breathe, just breathe, just I'll breathe. wish you ladies a good day then. Good to know where he's at. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and then, oh, <laughs> uh, then the shit really starts hitting the fan because, uh, oh, that's right. He, then he goes back to work. He's like, where's the kid? He's uh, safely on a flight to London. Yeah, the family was able to provide for that. He's like, oh, cool. So the kid's out of the country? Then we can't hold Big Fate or G or Midget or anybody because we don't have a witness now. Thanks, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh... Oh, by the way, these two uh, federal agents want to talk to you? What? Fuck. Oh, oh no, that's right. They, they, they show up uh, at his dad's house. That's yeah. right. That's right. They show up there. They're yeah. basically like... Yeah, so that John that 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 rough John that you fucked with in Biloxi, yeah, he's the son of a congressman. So, <laughs> so yeah, you're gonna be in some deep shit. We're oh, probably gonna is, get you fired. This is why Eva Mendes is like, I think I'm gonna go to AA with your dad. Yeah, yeah, that's too. I want to be sober. Oh, so, oh, more drugs for me. All right. <laughs> Do you still have all that cocaine I gave you? Well, yeah, of course. Oh, wait, I don't think they've taken his gun stuff away yet. Like, like, oh, that's right. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be investigating you. You're going to yeah. go down. You, you're, you're fucked. So then he goes to the police station and his bookie shows up there and he's like, you owe me five grand. And I'm like, dude, you can't be talking about shit like that at a police department. There's nowhere else to talk to him. <laughs> you owe me five grand or a pound of Coke. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> and yeah, oh, that's right. And he's there and uh, Frankie calls again. Yep. Uh, she needs to see him. So she goes to her apartment, and there's like three Guido guys there. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, no, they, that's they, right. Work, they work for the congressman or something. That's right. So she hasn't yeah. told him he's getting. She's getting sober yet. That's right. Because that's not. Yeah, till, yeah. That's they, not until she goes to stay at his dad's house. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry, the, the, there's a lot going on. The order is hard to remember. <laughs> but yeah, basically, Guidos are like, oh yeah, so you know, it seems like you owe us fifty thousand dollars now. It's like, uh, how, how do you how do you come up with that? Like, eh, I come up with numbers. Uh, so yeah, basically like, yeah, 50 grand in two days or else. Uh, he takes his girlfriend over to his dad's house and, you know, uh, his, his girlfriend's stepmom start fighting because, you know, the girlfriend's like immediately. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you bitches need to chill. Oh, and yeah, that's right. His girlfriend's like, bitch, I will stab you in the heart. She took away her drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. She like just dumped it on the ground or whatever like dumped her coke I yeah, I found this, how in the fuck is your dad supposed to stay sober with this shit in my house yeah that's right and then that's when like the feds i think come there and they're basically like yeah you're under investigation so we'll take your gun and your badge and consider yourself suspended for the foreseeable future steve what is a man without a gun he's not a man i'll tell you that nicholas cage is not a man in so many of these movies right i mean you know in uh fuck what was it between worlds a uh-huh. man without a truck is not a man yeah <laughs> and i'm pretty sure a man without an identity is not a man either that's right a man without a face is not a man unless he's another man <laughs> <laughs> nicholas cage takes his girlfriend to his uh his special place that little uh yeah. That little shed. And... Did he make that up, or like the whole story about losing the silver sp- or finding a silver spoon and then losing it, or you know, just to like make her comfortable there? Does it even matter? I guess? I, it doesn't really matter. I like to think it's a real story, but <laughs> who knows? He was high. So Lieutenant Nicholas Cage, he's in some real trouble. He's under investigation, and they're basically like, "Well, I have to demote you, so you just have to run the property room now." Oh. What? A lieutenant well, gets demoted and he handles the property room? You're one of my best damn guys, but 
you uh, you're in trouble with the congressman's son, and then and also the mother of another con- of a senator. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's the old that's lady's right. the senator's mother. Yeah, but she has some memory issues, so they <laughs> so luckily they can't in- fuck around with that. <laughs> so they've got to do some investigating. Yeah, how they question like. Did you stop the ability for an old woman to breathe? No, no, sir. What? I would never do Only that. Only a crazy person would what? do something like that. <laughs> that sounds like something a crazy person would say. <laughs> so yeah, basically Nicolas Cage has access to all the drugs he could hope for. He just has to avoid the cameras and make sure <laughs> Michael Shannon doesn't narc on him. Yeah, so he's got a whole system. He broke the scale. So when uh, police officers bring in the drugs, he can't weigh it, so he can't give him a receipt. So he has to put in a work order for a new scale, but that's going to take a couple of weeks. So he'll give him their receipts as soon as that comes. Yeah, but he also has another plan. He's going to talk to Big Fate and be his inside man, because he's, uh, you know, he needs the 50 grand in two days. So he's like, how am I going to get 50 grand? The way anybody gets 50 grand in two days, a shit ton of drugs have to be involved. Yeah, of course. Welcome to America. But yeah, he goes to Big Fate's house and is basically like, hey, I'll be your inside guy. I'll let you know when, you know, when uh, people are getting pinched, when raids are happening, all that stuff. He's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to, tr-. sorry, <laughs> sorry, do my exhibit voice. I'm not going to be able to trust you. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, you know, this first one's free. How about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah if the information works out, then maybe we can do business. You by decide. The, by the way, we haven't even mentioned Nicolas Cage's <laughs> accent in this movie, have we? Oh, and his, uh... <laughs> How his cadence uh, sort of disintegrates along with the character. Oh, I fucking yeah, yeah. love it. Because, yeah. yeah, he's like, he's strong, he's virile, he's Nicolas Cage in the beginning. And then, like, the further this movie progresses, the more he, the more he takes on this, like, weird, crippled cadence. And he starts, like, hunching <laughs> over. And... Yeah, the more he, like, hunches over and kind of shuffles when he speak, mumbles when he speaks and starts turning into, like, George Lucas or something. Yeah, but I liked it because it's, like, as the character is, like, descending yeah. into madness. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, but basically he's like right along with uh, Big Fate while they're dumping a body um, in an area where then Big Fate's like, yeah, I want to buy up all this land, turn to waterfront condos, turn legit. And Nicolas Cage is like, alright, that's cool. But as soon as Nicolas Cage just gets dropped off back at his car, he pulls right up to another car where, yeah. he, where he just sees somebody buying drugs. And who's in that car but football player Ronaldo Hayes. Oh! shit uh-oh who's he steve uh he doesn't exist but in this movie in this movie who does he play for steve i don't know some college i think uh louisiana that's right it's like louisiana yeah. university i think uh the same <laughs> the, the same powerhouse is in uh the water boy <laughs> yeah so ba- basically he's like I just saw you buy drugs. You want to go down? Oh, I bet you, bet you won't be a first round draft pick in a couple <laughs> of months if the if this shit gets out, huh? All right, here's what you need to do for me. You got a game coming up against like Oklahoma. Yeah. You need to lose by six or less. All right. No, it happens. You know, a little key fumble or something. Just make it happen. <laughs> and Hayes is like, "Fuck." All right, I guess I got to. Oh, so him and Big Fate and Big Fate's bodyguard are driving in the car. They're going to. Oh, when they're, is it on their way to the waterfront or on their way back from the waterfront? I think it's the way back from the waterfront. And they're all happy and joyful and Big Fate goes, oh, look at this pure uncut shit. Man, this could kill somebody. And Nicolas Cage is like, yeah, uh, I, I need like $50,000, like, now. And Big Fate's like, in time, in time, in time. Like, we're going to take it out of that. Give yeah. me a cut, of, give me, just give me a cut of the, instead of paying me, give me a cut of the, the dope. No, no, then that means you're getting my price. Click, click. Yeah, I'm getting your price. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they've been doing coke, and this is it's one of those scenes where Nick, is, Nick Cage is just going full Nick Cage, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's just like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, so he takes, like, the 50 grand worth of dope, and he takes it to his dad's house, and this is where he finds out that uh, his girlfriend, like, decided to go clean, but she needs clothes uh, from her apartment. Uh, all right whatever so then he goes to the apartment and of course from there the guidos are following him to wherever he's going so they'll they'll find her uh but first he has to stop by big fates (laughs) and uh while he gets there uh he's he's offered a a rock of crack and a crack pipe and of course Nicolas cage partakes yeah he does and he starts caging the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) 
and uh, something something about an elk story or I don't know. And it, he starts going off about some some elk or whatever, and I'm like, what what is happening right now? I I don't know what's going on. Luckily, the Guido start coming in. And they're basically like, oh, what's going on here? This guy's, what's this guy walking around with money? Like he has money and he's trying to duck us. And of course, Big Fate's like, what the fuck are you doing in my house, homie? I'm like, ah, don't worry about <laughs> it. We'll just, uh, we'll just take some of this money and leave and that'll be good. Oh no, they're not going to take some of the money. They're going to take all of the money because he never all had a chance. All the money. Because he never had, a, the, the, the Guido robots. never had a chance to, uh, to retire. So now he's greedy. Oh, that's right. That's right. That whole thing. Like, yeah, this is my retirement plan now. Well, that, of course, leads to a shootout because uh, Big Fate has a shotgun under the table. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, of course, has a gun. Yeah. Uh, shit starts getting raw. All the Guidos get killed. <laughs> and this is where we get Nicolas Cage like, shoot him again. Why? His, His soul. soul is still dancing. <laughs> and we get an obvious stuntman dressed <laughs> as, like, the old Guido just break dancing. But he's got a mohawk. Yeah. Like... <laughs> crazy <laughs> they did nothing to try and make this stunt guy look like um well they have them wearing the clothes uh but yeah then to like celebrate nick cage like has a uh, big fate take a hit off his lucky crack pipe yeah You're like what what's the, what's the big deal about your pipe it's lucky buddy <laughs> it's a uh, you ever do you have a lucky crack pipe no man Oh, well, then you gotta take a hit off of mine. Oh, you crazy, you crazy for a cop. And then, uh, so Nicholas Cage leaves, goes back to the original scene of the crime where uh, the four <laughs> people were executed, leaves his lucky crack pipe. Oh, shit. Goes to the police station, says, yeah. hey, rookie, maybe we should go uh, sweep uh, sweep over that that crime scene again. Never know what we might miss. Might, uh... You know, the kid was saying they were doing drugs or something beforehand. Maybe we'll stumble on fu- something there. Maybe oh, okay, they'll be like a crack pipe or something. Maybe it just <laughs> yeah. got kicked under a table that nobody noticed. Maybe it just got kicked under uh, the little uh, that little nightstand or whatever in the kid's bedroom. You never know. Yeah. How, how, do, you, how do you know that? <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, that's right. And he goes back to the sports bar. He's like watching the game. And uh, Ronaldo Hayes is sitting on the sidelines. He's not playing this game. Yeah. And now Louisiana's up by like 15 or 25 points or something oh, like that. Oh, shit. And so Nicolas Cage is like, fuck, I'm going to lose a shit ton of money. Oh. Plus, I'm going to be out of a job. Yeah. Plus, Big Fate's probably going to kill me. Plus, there's probably still Guidos that are going to be after me and the Congress yep. people. Blah, He's blah, blah. about to die. He is fucked at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he goes to the police station. And who should walk up to his desk? But Shay Wiggum, the oh, Rough John. What? Apparently. Now I don't know who sent those Guidos after you, but I just want I just want to apologize for roughing up your lady friend. We're square though, right? I he they gave some problems to my dad. The fact that uh, they're they're gone now, like, man, we yeah. are we're we're like this. Yeah, we're like this, man. We get it. We're there, we're anything, square, right? Anything that you need. <laughs> And I'm like, you're talking about this at a police department again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to so, drop all my lawsuits against you. Like, all right. Well, that's that's one problem taken care of. Okay. Yeah. And then who walks up, Steve? His bookie walks up <gasps> with a big smile on his face. Like, look, look, I don't I don't have the money for you. Like, no, no. Here you, you sound go. like a guy who didn't watch the end of the game. Plop. Yeah. Louisiana by three. We're square, Here's man. your money. We're square. Oh, okay. Thank you. So he gets ten grand, and then who walks up next? The rookie detective. Like, hey, guess what? We went by the scene of the crime again. Found a crack pipe with uh, Big Fade's DNA all over it. He's going down. We're planning the. We're planning on picking him up tonight. You should come. <laughs> and then who shows up? Who shows up after that? His boss. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, guess what? Turns out the old lady has dementia. All the, everything's getting dropped against you. That's right. And apparently you made good with the uh, the kid. So, uh, yeah, you're back on full duty. Also, the, uh, the evidence locker's never been run cleaner. Good yeah. job, man. Yeah, right. I think you might be getting a bonus. This is where I thought for sure is going to pan out and he's going to be like laying in a gutter. He's, he's going to wake up with like a needle in his arm. Like, oh, yeah. oh fuck. <laughs> yeah it it was totally that kind of scene 
Not how it ends, though. It just continues. I'm not going to lie. It was fucking great. And the best part is, Nicolas Cage is sitting there. He is just worn out from this movie. And he's just like, he's even looking around like, the fuck just happened? Yeah, and and then he goes uh, to his dad's place. And he hands it his, uh, he said, I found my spoon from earlier. And like hands it to his girlfriend. And then he says, will you marry me? Uh, sure. Yeah, that'd be great. I think I'm going to get sober, though. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So there's only one thing left that could possibly destroy him. <laughs> Big Fate's still alive, and apparently, you know, they were they were exchanging tips for money, right? Well, time to go raid Big Fate. Oh, shit. And so he goes in there, like, all right, you're going to jail. You're going, you know, you're... You're being arrested for a murder of five people, whatever, from the beginning of the movie. What, what is this shit? What the fuck are you talking about, man? I thought this, we were cool. This guy did drugs with me. <laughs> Your exhibit voice is on point. <laughs> this guy right here. This guy did drugs with me. Andrew Bell Kilmer. Is that true? <laughs> that can't possibly. <laughs> Tell me, doctor. Do you like the circus? Tell me, doctor. Do you like the circus? <laughs> If Exhibit is right here, did Val Kilmer is right here. Yeah. Steve, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just trying to, to match the levels. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> so Exhibit's a little confused, but then Stevie, you know, Val Kilmer, he's like, you know what? I say we just shoot this motherfucker right here. Say he was going for his gun. Then we take all the money and the coke and get the fuck out of here. And of course, Nicolas Cage is like, no, no, that's, that's not how we do it, Stevie. Calm down. <laughs> Who the fuck are you, Cage? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is the way we've always done it. That guy over there, that's how he thinks it's been done, because he's only done it since he was a rookie. I, uh, I'm having a pretty good streak of luck right now, and I just want to keep it that way. <laughs> so we then cut to one year later. Babe, what happens one year later? Oh, he's uh, he's getting a promotion. <gasps> what? He's being promoted to captain for all his hard work and... and uh, not vigor, uh, his hard work and valor and honor. Yes. The honorable way of which I assume he operates the property room now. Yeah. But, uh. What happened to Eva Mendez? Oh, she got, she got clean and put on a pot belly. No, wait, she's preggers. Oh, shit. She's breeding. Nicholas Cage or somebody put a baby <laughs> in that Eva Mendez. Ah, uh, so yeah, everything's working out great. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Nick, Nick, yes, Sonny Cage has to go back to work because you know yep. the captain's duty is never done. Yep. So we cut back to Gator's retreat. Oh yeah, young couple walking out, laughing, I having think it's a good the time. Same girl, is it the same girl? I think it's the same yeah. girl. It's definitely a different guy, but I think it's the same girl. Following behind in the car is Nicholas Cage. Hey, I heard you were passing drugs in there. <laughs> Get against the wall. <laughs> yep that scene's not nearly as long though <laughs> it's 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 pretty quick like it doesn't resort to the no you get back here and watch oh 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 oh, oh that's right then we uh then we go to that uh he, he's like in a hotel uh, sorry he gets he gets some drugs from that couple uh mm-hmm. you know takes the drugs or whatever yep. goes to a hotel room gets high orders room service yeah. Oh, no, no, that's right. You get, there's a knock at the door. Yeah. And the guy comes in room service like, oh, yeah, I order I room. room service. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Wrong room. Oh, hey, I know you. No, you don't. You don't. No. Um, McDonough, no. right? Terry McDonough? Uh, the fuck do you know, man? Yo, Katrina, you saved my life, man. You jumped in and got me out of that cell at the beginning of the movie. Uh, remember? Yeah, yeah. Broke my back doing that. Dude, you saved my life. Yeah. I got clean. I've been okay. working yeah. pure for a year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, is there anything yeah. I can do for you, man? No, no. I just, uh, you had me that crack pipe there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, here, some of this. Well, this after the kid's like, oh, you look really rough. Oh, yeah. I got clean in the program, and they don't ask any questions. I can take you down there tomorrow, like, or as soon as my shift's over. Let me take you down there. I'm going to help you out, man. You helped me. And then that's when Nick yeah. Cage is like... Do fish have dreams? Do fish have dreams? Smash cut to the Audubon Aquarium of the Americas where there's just two grown dudes, I assume after hours, sitting. They're high as tank. fuck. And they are staring for like two minutes <laughs> right towards the camera. 
And then Nick Cage does a little... (laughs) Roll credits. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the bad lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh, fuck, Steve. Hey, would you recommend this movie? Yes. A thousand percent. Yes, this is a fun, crazy movie. (laughs) Yeah. If nothing else, to watch a baby gator's point of view. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine the (laughs) spinoff. Baby Gator. The Bad Gator. Port of Call, New Orleans. Yeah. The Bad Gatelet. I don't know what a baby gator's called. I am going to look it up. Uh, While she's looking that up, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more beer. (gasps) Fun facts. What? And what we learned from the Bad Lieutenant Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. You like listening to podcasts, right? Well, what if I told you that you could get paid to listen to them? Well, with this new PodCoin app, that's exactly what you get. Uh, you can listen to everything I learned from movies or any and all of your other favorite podcasts. And the whole time you're earning PodCoins that you can donate to charity or exchange for gift cards to places like Amazon and Starbucks uh, for something you'd be doing anyway. Just download PodCoin in the App Store, and as an added bonus, if you sign up with the special code STEVEIZZY, you get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. I use it for all my podcast listening now, and it's great. I'm already well on my way to Amazon gift card. Cha-ching! Uh, so yeah, download the PodCoin app, use the code SteveIzzy, and you're already 300 PodCoins ahead of the game, and using a great podcatcher. Check it out today. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hey, everybody. This is Jason. And Jeff. And Blake. And we're the History of Bad Ideas podcast. And if you like hearing uh, geeks talk about Fisto from He-Man. Or zombies or dragons or zombie dragons. I was given copy to read, but it's a piece of crap. So if you just like any geek or any fun stuff, just listen. We drop every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Tangent Bound Network, or WeBeGeeksPC.com. Oh, God, I'm out of here. And remember to wear a coat. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to and then every other other week we ate your cues with our mailbag or you know talk about whatever no big whoop no no big whoop at all so that's what were they thinking you can catch us on podbean youtube itunes google play stitcher and more Uh, also a ton of platforms that brendan made up Hi, this is Johnny C. McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned From Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve. Those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Uh, she said it. Ah, they get better every week. Indeed. Steve, are, are you parched? Oh, a little bit. My house just ah, so dry. All right. We have a seasonal release Ooh. from Bohemian Brewery in beautiful uh, Utah. Midvale, Utah. Midvale, Utah. We have... A Hell is Bach. Yeah. One of Stephen and I's favorite beers. 6.9% alcohol by volume. Yeah, baby. In the great beer halls of Bavaria, Maybach pours plentiful during the spring, uh, smoothing out the transition from winter to summer. Our version of this classic lager is a medium-bodied and full of flavor in the tradition of a true Maybach. Through a decoction brewing process, Pilsner, Vienna, and Munich malts provide a toasty sweetness, balanced perfectly with the choicest noble hops. Best served between 45 and 50 degrees. Nice. I'm going to pop my top. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my top. 
Ooh, I can already smell the wonderful sweetness in the pour. Yeah, this is a nice golden colored beer. It's got a nice off-white foamy head. Yeah, my box smell Ooh. really sweet. Sometimes can be a little Maillard, which is sort of that like caramelization that happens on meat sort of flavor, like the outside of a steak. Oh yeah, this has a little bit of that. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. It tastes like a lot like caramel, but yeah, like, yeah, like savory though. Yeah, yeah, like salted caramely. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a lot of hops, but yeah, definitely very malt forward. Got a little bit of the alcohol burn just because it is like seven mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, and yet still really refreshing, very well balanced, even though it's a, it's more on the malty side. Yeah, babe, I love this style of beer. You, my box are my favorite. Did you know the goatee muffins on the can? Did you know that the that the goatee muffin is the symbol for my box traditionally? Yeah. Sweet little snuggly goatee muffins. They're my friends, Steve. They mm. like to eat tender grasses because they're delicious. It's true. <laughs> uh, who wants some fun facts? You mean some fun facts, super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Steve, I did that research on baby alligators. Yeah? Baby alligators are called hatchlings. That makes sense. They come from eggs. A male alligator is known as bull, and a female alligator is known as a cow. <laughs> cow gator. Cow gator. That's why they make such good jerky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Babe. Rotten yes, Tomato he... score. What do you think the critics gave this movie? Oh, I hope it was like a 30... No. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, 87%. 85%. Oh, shit. Yeah, the critics love this movie. Yeah. I bet audiences. Do you think they were uh, similar? I hope so. Audience score is 57%. Yeah. Did you know... <laughs> There was a movie made a few years before this called Bad Lieutenant. That doesn't seem right. Does it star Nicolas Cage? No, uh, it's from 1992 and it stars Harvey Keitel. I think he was like nominated for an Academy Award and stuff for it. That doesn't sound right. I feel like I would have heard of that movie. Or how would they be able to make this movie if that movie was already there? Yeah, you would think it'd be considered a remake or something of that sort, right? Or like a a sequel or, or maybe just a similar story told in New Orleans. Yeah. Well, apparently, there's a story behind it. All right. Uh, Okay, in a 2008 interview with The Guardian, Abel Ferreira, who directed and co-wrote the original Bad Lieutenant, Mm -hmm. said that finding out his movie was being remade was a horrible feeling, like when you get robbed. Aww. And that uh, those involved in this remake should all die in hell. (laughs) He also wondered how Nicolas Cage could even have the nerve to play Harvey Keitel and called screenwriter William Finkelstein an idiot. (gasps) Director Werner Herzog responded that he had never seen the original and had never (laughs) heard of Abel Ferreira. That's the fucking best insult anyone could possibly give. Who are you? I never Uh, heard of you. I never heard of you. What what do you mean it's a sequel? (laughs) The Bad Lieutenant... Port of Call, New Orleans. Was the original Bad Lieutenant Battle Los Angeles? No one gives a fuck. No. Yeah, it's a it's a very Troll 2 sounding kind of story where it's like, oh, we call it Troll 2, even though there's goblins in it and has nothing to do with the original. What do you mean there was an original movie starring Sonny Bono and the, the kid from Never Ending Story? Never Ending Story. And whose name is Harry Potter in that movie? Look yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. No, he's Harry Potter Jr. His dad is Harry Potter. That's right. <laughs> Harold Potter. Yeah. Harold Potter. All right, babe. $20 Steve. million dollar budget for this movie. How much do you mm. think it made in theaters in the United States? Oh, it had to make at least twice that. 1.7 million gross. I think you and I have spent that on this movie. <laughs> How is that possible? That's a lot of Amazon rentals. <laughs> Yeah, why didn't they just go straight to Netflix, Steve? <laughs> I don't know if the streaming thing was starting just yet. <laughs> oh, we also get a cameo from director Werner Herzog. Uh, apparently, he's the voice of the client leaving a message on Frankie's answering machine. Oh, shit. Which is weird because it didn't sound like the Zek. <laughs> <laughs> also, according to Werner Herzog, 2,400 cans of decaf coffee had to be used to make the water appear to be river water in that opening jail scene. Oh, that had to smell interesting. However, they first attempted to use paint, 
but it Ooh. proved to be toxic. Ooh. Then the production team used regular coffee, mm-hmm. but apparently the actor that played Chavez uh, yeah. kept absorbing the caffeine into his skin. Yeah, there's a lot of tender. <laughs> a lot of his tender skin is underwater. Yeah, a lot of absorption. Yeah, well, you know, third time's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so babe, babe, what did we learn from the bad lieutenant port of call, New Orleans? I learned that I want to see more movies starring baby alligators. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see like a like a incredible journey or like Milo and Otis kind of story, but, but with, with baby, baby gators alligator. searching for their mother's killer. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. How about you, Steve? What did you learn from this movie? I learned sometimes shit just works the fuck out. <laughs> no matter how much of a how much of an asshole you are, how many people you have to screw well, over to get what you want. So that's just it. In this movie, is Nicolas Cage the biggest asshole? Or are they I all mean, sort of assholes? Like, he's sort of a midline asshole. He's the in a more world consistently asshole. Like, well, that's because we're following him around saying all his assholey deeds. I'm assuming everyone is getting to asshole, asshole level. It's true. Val Kilmer is in this movie. Oh, I mean, Val Kilmer for sure is a much dirtier cop. Like, that's you know, the sequel. <laughs> you know, I want to hear Val Kilmer's side of the story. I hear a lot of people saying that he's difficult to work with and all this other stuff. I do too. I, I want to hear Val's point yeah, of view. I mean,. I understand. He he was a star. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Exactly. Yeah. And he was a star at what? Like 22? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how old he was with like Real Genius and Top Gun and all that. But Yeah. I mean, once you've been the saint, right. like, how can you be humble? Yeah, just ask Roger Moore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's it. We're, re- we're redoing Bond. And since Val Kilmer's already played Roger Moore, <laughs> Val Kilmer's our new Bond. <laughs> There you go. But current Val Kilmer. <laughs> That's a spoiler alert for Bond 25, I'm sure. <laughs> you thought it was going to be a black chick? Fools! <laughs> it was Batman the whole time! Is it wrong that I want Bat- or, uh, Bond 25 to just be, and I'm Bond, and I'm Bond! Yeah, you want to be the Casino Royale 67? Yeah, I kind of do too. These lions are all Hit us up, message boards! <laughs> Somewhere out there, some of our podcast fans are turning in their graves. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't you dare even jinx that. Stork's already turned this podcast off. <laughs> uh, babe. Steve. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for joining me. And thank you out there for listening to us. Yes. Uh, for those of you who are still listening. <laughs> we, uh, we'd obviously recommend Bad Lieutenant Portacon New Orleans. Um, and I would also recommend checking out com for the <gasps> finest and essential oils and aromatherapy. What? And also, fun fact, if you use the special code UNTIDY at <gasps> checkout. UNTIDY? UNTIDY. You save 15% on your order and shipping <gasps> is free for orders over $35. It's true. I have been blasting, the whole time we've been doing this, the Hooray for Hollywood. Yeah. Out of our little diffuser right up there. Somebody probably can hear it gurgling in the background. (laughs) I love the Hooray for Hollywood. It's Palo Santo and marjoram, and it's just got this, like, beautiful, herbally, earthy, little bit of woodsy scent. It just is fantastic and calming. Excellent. Babe, is your shop finally open? My shop's finally open, and I've got some new stuff in it. You guys should oh. go check it out. That's untidyvenus.etsy.com. That is a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. I got some new fun stuff. Um, yeah, it's great. I get to ship it now from the Fortress of Solitude. It's fa- it's. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited. Excellent. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. Is there a special code or something I could use to save money? Oh, if you use promo code EILFM at checkout, you get 20% off. Also, through September, everything's already on sale. So oh, you can go shit. through and check that out. And, much like Frankie and Murr, if you order over $35, ship free. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Well, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody.